0: Section 3 of Svanhilde and Other Fairy Tales This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joshua Loke Svanhilde and Other Fairy Tales by Wilhelm Hauf Translated by Carolyn Norris Horwitz Section 3. The Shepherd Boy and the King's Daughter There was once a poor little shepherd boy who had no one to take care of him but his stepmother, and she was a very wicked woman. All day long he had to watch her flock of sheep, and the only food she gave him was a small crust of bread in the morning and one at night. One morning The stepmother went out without leaving him his usual scanty breakfast. He was so hungry that for some time he cried bitterly. But at midday he dried his eyes and drove his flock up to a hill where he always took shelter from the sun under the shade of some great trees. It was usually very cool on this hill, for there was always a heavy dew on the grass until late in the day, but now the ground was dry and the grass trodden down. This seemed strange, and the boy wondered who could have trodden down this fresh grass. At the same time, he saw on the ground something that glittered in the sunlight. He sprang towards it. And behold, there lay a pair of tiny glass shoes, half hidden in the soft grass. From that moment he was happy. He forgot his hunger and played all day with the little glass shoes. Towards evening, when the sun went down, the shepherd boy collected his flock and started homeward. When he had gone a little way, he met a very tiny boy who greeted him with a friendly, "'Good evening.' "'Good evening,' returned the little shepherd. The little one asked, "'Have you found my shoes which I lost this morning in the green grass?' The shepherd boy answered, "'Yes, I have, but dear little boy,' Let me keep the shoes i thought if i found them they were mine i wish to take them home to my stepmother and then perhaps she will give me something to eat for i am very hungry but the tiny boy begged very sweetly please give me back my shoes and some other time i will serve you in return so the little shepherd gave back the wee glass shoes and the tiny boy was delighted and ran on his way rejoicing. The shepherd boy then called his sheep together and started for home. When he reached his yard, it was already dark, and his stepmother scolded him roundly for being late. In the kitchen there's a little soup which I left, she said. Go eat it, and then pack off to bed, that you may get up early in the morning. The poor boy dared not reply to these hard words. He hurried through his scanty meal and then crept off to his bed of hay on the floor, where he fell asleep. But all through the night he dreamt of the tiny boy and the wee glass shoes. Early next morning, before the sun appeared in the east, the boy was awakened to his stepmother's call. Up with you, idler, she cried. It is broad day and the sheep cannot wait hungry while you waste your time in sleep. He arose at once received his bit of bread, and drove his flock to the meadows. When he went to the green hill, which was always so fresh and cool, he was surprised to find, as on the day before, that the dew had disappeared and the grass was trodden down. While he sat there wondering what could have caused this change, he saw something glitter in the soft grass. Hastily springing forward, he found it to be a tiny red cap hung all around with little gold bells. Again he was happy and forgot his hunger and played all day with the little red cap. In the evening, before the sun had set, the little shepherd gathered together his flock and started to drive them home. On his way he met the tiniest and most beautiful little maiden, who greeted him with her sweet voice and said, Good evening, "'Good evening,' returned the little shepherd. "'Then the wee maiden asked, "'Have you found my cap which I lost in the green grass this morning?' "'Yes, I have,' answered the little boy. "'But, dear little maid, let me keep the cap. "'I wish to give it to my wicked stepmother. "'Then, perhaps, she will give me something to eat when I go home.' "'But the little maid begged very sweetly and said, "'Please give me back my cap.' and another time I will serve you in return." So the boy gave the wee maiden her cap, and she was very happy, gave him a friendly nod, and ran on her way. Then the boy collected his flock again and drove them home. When he reached the yard it was quite dark, and his stepmother had been expecting him for some time. She was, therefore, very angry, and said, "Pray." Why must you always be so late that I have to sit up and wait for you? In the kitchen, there is something left for you to eat. Go quickly, eat, then pack off to bed, that you may be up early in the morning. The poor little boy made no reply to this unkind command. He ate what was left for him and crept to his bed of hay. But all through the night he dreamt of the wee maiden and her tiny red cap. Early next morning... Before the day had dawned, the stepmother awakened the boy with her usual call. Get up, you idler, and be off, that the sheep might not be hungry. The boy sprang up and prepared to drive his flock to pasture, but before he started, he asked his stepmother for a bit of bread. The wicked woman answered, No, you good-for-nothing idler, you're not worth the bread you eat. So the little boy had to go forth without any food, which was very hard for him. When he had reached the green hill where he always rested during the heat of summer, he noticed that the ground was even drier than on the last two days, and the grass was trodden down in large circles. He then remembered what he had heard long ago of the little elves who danced in the summer nights on the dewy grass, and he thought that the circles of trodden-down grass must be where they had been dancing. As he sat thinking of this, His foot struck against a little bell which lay hidden in the grass. The little bell rang out so clearly and so sweetly that all the flock came running hither, as if in obedience to its call. So the little shepherd boy was made happy again. He played with his newly found treasure until he forgot all his troubles. Even the sheep forgot to eat while listening to the sweet sounds of the little bell. And so the day passed more quickly than he had thought was possible. When evening came on and the sun began to sink behind the woods, the shepherd boy called his flock together, that he might hasten home before it grew dark. But the sheep did not come at his call. They would not leave off eating, because they had just found a spot of the finest grass. Then the boy thought, perhaps they will come sooner at the sound of the bell. So he rang his tiny bell quite loudly as he went along. At the sound of the bell, all of the flock began to run to him, and followed him without once stopping to eat. Then the little boy rejoiced greatly at having found such a treasure, for he saw how useful the bell would be to him. As he went on, he met quite a tiny old man, who gave him a friendly nod and said, Good evening. Good evening, answered the boy politely. The old man asked, Have you seen my bell, which I lost in the grass this morning? Yes, I have, answered the little shepherd. Please give it back to me, said the little old man. No, replied the boy, I will not be so stupid again. The day before yesterday I found a pair of glass slippers, which a little boy begged from me. Yesterday I found a little red cap which I gave to a wee maiden, and now you want to take the little bell, which is so useful to me, to call together my flock. Others are rewarded for their finding, but I never receive anything." The tiny old man begged hard for his little bell, but finding his pleading all in vain, he said, "'Give me back my bell, and I will give you another one to call your sheep together. Moreover, you can wish three wishes.' This seemed to the boy a good exchange, and he gave up the bell to the little old man. "'If I may wish what I will,' said the little boy then I wish first to be a king, and then I wish to have a great kingdom all my own, and then I wish to marry a most beautiful princess to be my queen. Well, said the old man, truly you wish no small wishes, but bear carefully in mind all that I say to you. In the night, when all are asleep, you shall leave your house and go until you come to the king's court, which lies toward the north. Here is a bone whistle for you. If you are in need of help, blow upon this. If you are again in perplexity, blow the second time upon it. But if a third time you are in great danger, then break the whistle, and I will come to your assistance as I have promised. The boy thanked the old man for his present, and the elf king went his way. The little shepherd went home rejoicing, at the thought that he would not have to watch his wicked stepmother's sheep any more. When he reached his home, it was quite dark. His stepmother had awaited his return for some time, and this night, instead of food, he received blows. But as he crept to his bed of hay, he comforted himself with the thought that he would soon leave the house to return no more. He lay down, but slept only a short time. Soon after midnight, and long before the first cock had crowed, he arose, crept quietly from the house, and began his journey toward the north, as the elf-king had bidden him. Without food, he wandered over mountains and through valleys. Twice the sun rose, and twice the sun had set, while the boy was on his way. On the third day, he came to a king's court. He had never dreamed of seeing one so great and large, but the little shepherd went into the servants' hall and asked for employment. "'What kind of work can you do?' asked the steward. "'I can watch sheep.' "'Ah,' said the steward. "'The king just now needs a shepherd, and it will go well with you if you do not, like all your predecessors, lose daily one sheep from your flock.' "'Oh,' returned the boy, "'I have never yet lost one from the flock where I was shepherd.' So, he was hired at the great king's court to watch the king's sheep, but no wolf ever took a lamb from his flock, and he was treated well by all the king's servants and attendants. One evening, when the little shepherd was driving his flock home, he saw a beautiful young maiden standing at an open window, listening to his shepherd's song. His heart beat, and his cheeks flushed at the sight of the lovely maiden, but he concealed the fact as best he could. Every day, as time went on, when the boy led his flock out in the morning, or drove them home at night, singing his merry shepherd's songs, there stood the maiden at the window, listening to his sweet, clear voice. He did not know that she was indeed the king's young daughter. It happened, however, one morning, when the boy was driving his flock out to pasture, that he met the maiden. She had with her a snow-white lamb, and she asked him to take it out in the meadow with him, and protect it from the wolves. The little shepherd was so filled with joy at having the beautiful maiden speak to him that he could not answer her, neither could he speak a word. But he took the lamb with him, and his greatest pleasure was to protect and pet the little creature. The lamb soon became so attached to him that it fawned on him as a favorite dog fawns on its master. From that day The little boy often saw the young princess. In the morning, as he drove his flock out, she sat at the open window to listen to his merry shepherd songs, and in the evening, when he drove them home again, she would go into the court to caress her pet lamb and speak a few words to the little shepherd. As time passed, the little shepherd boy grew to be a strong, robust youth while the king's daughter bloomed out as the loveliest rose and became the most beautiful maiden that could be found. Nevertheless, she came every evening, as before, to watch the flock as they were driven home. But one bright day, the princess was not found. She had disappeared. No one knew whither. Then there was mourning and lamentation throughout the king's court, for everyone had loved the beautiful maiden. The king and queen were almost distracted. Throughout his whole kingdom the king had it proclaimed that whoever would find and restore to him his daughter, should receive the princess as his bride, and half the riches of the kingdom. So there came king's sons, and knights, and champions from the east and west, who arrayed themselves in iron armor, and set forth with followers well armed, in search of the missing princess. But few came back from their search, and those who did return to the court had neither seen nor heard anything of the princess. The poor king and queen felt that they have suffered a loss which nothing could ever compensate them. And the shepherd, as he drove the flock to and from the meadow, never for a moment had the princess out of his thoughts. One night, when asleep, it seemed to the shepherd as though the little elf king stood by his bed and said, In the north, in the north, there is your future queen. The youth was so rejoiced that he sprang up in his sleep and awoke, and lo, there stood the little old man, who nodded and said, To the north, to the north. Thereupon he vanished so quickly that the shepherd was not certain whether it was the elf king himself, or only a phantom. When it was broad day, the shepherd went up to the palace hall and requested to speak to the king. All the servants wondered greatly at such a request, and the steward said, You have now been shepherd for the king's flock so long that you can have your wages raised and your fare improved without speaking to the king in person. But the shepherd insisted on his first request being granted, and gave them to understand that his business with the king was of quite a different nature from what they supposed. So his request being taken to the king, he was sent for to come to his royal chamber and the king when the shepherd was brought before him bade him speak out and say why he had desired to be brought into his presence the shepherd answered i have served you faithfully for many years and now i crave permission to go forth and seek the princess thereupon the king grew angry and said how do you who can do naught but drive the flock to the meadow Think of accomplishing that which king's sons have failed in. But the shepherd replied that he would find the princess or lose his life in the search. Then the king remembered the old proverb, that under a rough coat there often beats a brave, warm heart. Checking his anger, he bade the steward furnish the shepherd with money, a horse, and whatever else he needed. The shepherd, however, said, I expect neither gold nor horse, Give me only your permission to go and some food for the way. He then took leave of the king, who wished him good luck, but all the servants and attendants laughed at his foolish enterprise. The youth wandered toward the north, as the elf-king had bidden him. After he had traveled over mountains and through dense woods, he came suddenly to a wide sea. In the middle of this sea, on a green island, there was a great castle, larger than the one from which the youth had come. He went around on the seacoast and viewed the castle from all sides. While examining the outside of the castle, he saw a lovely maiden standing at an open window. Her thick golden tresses hung loosely over her shoulders, and she waved to him a silken cord that much resembled the one by which he used to lead the princess's lamb his heart beat loudly he was certain that this was none other than the princess herself he immediately began to think how he should get across the water to the king's castle for there was no boat in sight at last it occurred to him that he could now prove whether or not the little elves would help him he pulled out his little bone whistle "'and blew one long note through it. "'Good evening,' said a little voice behind him "'at the very same instant. "'Good evening,' returned the youth, "'and as he spoke he turned in the direction "'from which the voice came. "'There stood the tiny boy "'whose wee-glass shoes he had once found in the grass. "'What can I do for you?' asked the little elf boy. "'The shepherd answered.' I pray you take me across the sea to yonder castle." The elf boy replied, "'Then get on my back, and hold on tightly!' At once the elf boy changed into a great eagle which flew up in the air, but the shepherd held himself firmly to its back, and in a few moments they had reached the island on which the castle stood. Then the shepherd went to the chief hall and asked for employment. "'What kind of work can you do?' asked the steward. I can take care of the flock, replied the shepherd. Well, returned the steward, that is just what the giant wants. Perhaps it will be with you, as all the others who have tried. For if you lose one sheep, it will cost you your life. The shepherd thought this rather a hard bargain, but he consented to try his luck. Thereupon the steward wished him well and said that he might begin work next morning. So early the next morning, he collected the giant's flock, and led them into the meadow, singing his songs and ringing his bell, as was his custom. The princess sat at the open turret window, and listened, but signed to him that he was not to let it be known that he saw her. In the evening, when the shepherd returned with his flock from the meadow, The giant met him and roared out fiercely, "'You must pay with your life for the sheep that is lost.' But the giant counted in the flock, and no sheep was missing. With this he was much pleased. "'That is good. You shall be my shepherd as long as you live,' he said. Then he went down to the sea coast, loosened his great magic ship, and as was his custom every evening, sailed three times around the island while the giant was sailing the king's daughter came to the window and sang tonight dear shepherd we will fly when bright stars shine in the sky come thou here and set me free and myself and my crown i'll give to thee by this the shepherd understood that he was to come there that night and rescued the princess he went off without being noticed by anyone, and when it was quite dark, and all were fast asleep, he crept quietly to the tower, stood directly under the turret window, and sang, Neath your window, in the starlight, your shepherd waits to set you free. Hasten down, O gentle princess, that I, your rescuer, may be. The princess whispered, I am bound with golden chains. Come and break them. As the shepherd could think of no other means, he pulled out his whistle and blew one long note. At the same instant, a voice behind him said, "'Good evening!' "'Good evening,' answered the shepherd as he turned around. There stood the little elf maiden whose tiny red cap he had once found in the grass. "'What can I do for you?' asked the wee maiden. "'I pray you,' returned the shepherd." that you will take the princess and myself away from this island. The little maiden said, Follow me. Then they went to the tower in which the princess had her apartments. The great castle gate flew open of itself as the little elf approached, and as she touched the chains which bound the princess, they broke in pieces. They all three went down to the shore, and the little elf maiden sang, Fish, be quick swim up on the water for you there's great honor in store you shall carry the king's young daughter and the future great king ashore with these words the little elf threw herself into the water and there appeared at once a great fish splashing about in the waves the fish said seat yourselves on my back But the princess must not be frightened, at what happens, for if she is, then my power is at an end. The shepherd and the king's daughter did as they were bidden, and the fish carried them quickly through the waves. But while all this was happening, the giant awoke. Looking out through his window, he saw the shepherd floating across the water with the princess. Ho, ho, said the giant you shall not escape me so easily my lady you and your gallant rescuer thereupon he took the form of an eagle and flew after them but when the fish heard the flapping of the eagle's wings it dived deep underwater at this the princess was so frightened that she screamed aloud at once the fairy fish lost its power so the eagle pounced upon his prey and carried off both the youth and the maiden in his talons. When the giant had again reached his castle, he had the shepherd thrown into a dark hole far underground, but the princess was placed in the tower and well guarded, that she might not again escape. The shepherd lay in his dark dungeon and gave himself up to despair he thought that now there was no hope of his ever freeing the princess and moreover he had thrown away his own life suddenly he remembered what the elf king had said if the third time you are in great danger then break the little whistle and i will help you therefore as the shepherd never expected to see the light of day He pulled out his little bone whistle and broke it in two. "'Good evening,' rang out a voice behind him. "'Good evening,' returned the shepherd, thankfully, as he turned around. There stood the little elf king, with a bright lamp in his hand, and he asked, "'What can I do for you?' The shepherd replied, I wish to free the princess and carry her back to her father's palace." Thereupon, the little man beckoned to the shepherd to come with him. They went through fast-barred doors and through many stately rooms until they came to a great hall, the walls of which were covered with all manner of weapons, swords, lances, and axes. Some shone like polished steel and others sparkled like the finest gold. The elf-king now kindled a fire on the large hearth and said, Take off your clothes. The little shepherd did as he was told, and the little man threw the old garments into the fire. He then went to a large iron closet and brought forth fresh linen and a complete suit of armor, which sparkled like pure gold. Put those on said the elf-king, and the youth did so. Now, when the shepherd was closed from head to foot in a fine suit of armor, the little man fastened the sharp sword to his side and said, It is destined that the giant shall fall by this sword, and this armor will withstand any steel. They then returned to the deep dungeon, but the shepherd was as light at heart as a bird and he thanked the Elf-King with great joy for all the help he had given. And so they parted. The next morning there was great noise and rejoicing throughout the giant's court, for on that day the giant was to celebrate his nuptials with the young princess, and he had invited all his friends for a great feast. The princess was arrayed in costly robes, a crown was upon her head, and bracelets and other jewelry adorned her neck and arms. All of these, the giant's mother had once worn. But the bride wept without ceasing, and her tears were so hot that they burned like fire. She cried most bitterly as the time approached for her wedding ceremony, for she knew that the shepherd was first to be killed. About midday, when all the guests were assembled in the court. The giant sent his servants to bring forth the shepherd, that he might be slain before their eyes. But lo, when they entered the dungeon, the ragged captive was gone, and in his place there stood a strong knight, well armed with sword and lance. At this sight, the servants were so terrified that they took to their heels. But the shepherd followed them closely, and soon reached to the court, where all the wedding guests were assembled to witness his death. When the giant saw the knight in his sparkling armor, he grew furious and roared out, A curse upon you and your hateful magic. As he spoke, his eyes were so piercing, so glared with rage, that they seemed to see through and through the armor. But the shepherd was not frightened in the least. He called out, Here, O wicked giant, shall you fight with me for the beautiful princess? And as he drew forth his sword, it flashed out as a flame of fire. At the sight of the sword, the giant trembled and turned pale. But the shepherd went straight upon him, and with one mighty blow, severed the tyrant's head from his body. And thus, the giant died. Now, when the wedding guests saw that their host was dead, they took fright and each one hurried off to his own home as fast as he could. The princess then ran up to the hero and thanked her dear shepherd for saving her life. The two went at once to the seacoast. There they loosened the giant's great ship from its anchor and sailed away from the island. When they reached the King's palace, there was great rejoicing that the King and queen had recovered their only daughter, whose absence they had so long mourned. A great marriage feast was prepared, and the shepherd received the beautiful princess as his bride. The two lived happily for many years, and in peace and joy saw their children's children gather about them and The little bell and the broken whistle. Are kept to this day as precious relics. End of section three.